Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Lucia Roberta <laughs> Tough Bronze. Yeah, yeah. Leader of the Armies of the North. <laughs> We shall fight on the charts. We shall fight in the hearts and minds. We shall fight in the headphones and on the Bluetooth speakers. We shall fight on the podcatchers of choice. We shall never surrender. And even if, which I do not for a moment believe, this podcast or a large part of it were subjugated and sterilised, then our listeners beyond the seas, armed and guarded with replica shirts, would carry on the struggle until, in Maradona's time, the new world, with all its love of this shite, <laughs> steps forth to rescue and liberation of the old. Oh. Hello and welcome to Reminding You Why You Love Football, a Monday podcast on the 149th anniversary of Churchill's birth. Wow. For some, he's the greatest ever Englishman. For others, a racist, pisshead, war criminal. <laughs> and for Seb, our military historian in residence... The man he quite simply calls Daddy! <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Superb. I am your Ow. host, Owen Over the Top Blackhurst, and joining me today on this Monday podcast are Seb, Battle of the Bulge White. <laughs> Constant. James, Operation Mincemeat Bird. <laughs> and Tommy, Gun Stewart. Yes. Oh. They used to call me that under 13s. Did they? Yeah, when I got Player of the Year. If you're a new oh. listener, if you are a new listener... um. Here's a recent review to keep you uh, licking your lips until we get into the meat. Hi, all. Very polite way to start a review. The biggest compliment right. I can give this pod is that I've subscribed to three or four podcasts from The Athletic for a few years and resisted becoming a paid subscriber. But in less than four weeks of listening to this, I've subscribed to Mundial and just received my first issue today. The podcast is a joyous celebration of football and has reminded me of why I love it. Keep up the great work and you should try and get to Ireland for some League of Ireland or Irish Premiership games. I think Ooh. you'll love it. Yes, Cheers. Bro. And that is MPJS1997. And we are 4.8 on Apple, 5 star on Spotify, a part of the ACAS Creator Network. And this will be, as Churchill may have said, the finest hour of your week. Yeah. Shivers. Adventures in Clubland. Adventures in Clubland. Indian summers, loans, last chance saloons, and sometimes just the big moves that define a player's career. Today, in the Adventures in Clubland chair, sat in the corner asking for water, is Sebastian Dennis White. Where are we going, Seb? We are going to France. Oh, uh, la la. Yes, we are uh, going we... to France. And one, Lucia Roberta Tough. Bronze. Is that her real middle name? Tough. Tough. That's really? Good, isn't it? That is so good. Lucia Roberta Tough Bronze, more commonly known as Lucy, Lucy Bronze. Bronze. That's definitely her middle name. Tough. I didn't believe it at first. Did a bit of research. And even on the 2015 FIFA World Cup squad list, that is her full name. And you wow. can trust FIFA. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and then yeah. I did go, okay, maybe FIFA have got this wrong. Yeah. That, um, that archive conversation I was having with you guys from FIFA, let's just keep it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they, I had a look, and they, yeah, there's loads of articles referencing that and, and interviews with her where she's referencing it, but there's, there's, yeah, I couldn't see a discernible reason why. What a suitable middle name. Yeah. Oh, well, exactly, and I think that's the... Whether you know a lot about women's football, whether you don't, you would have heard of the name Lucy Bronze, I oh, imagine, because yeah. she is arguably England's best player, most successful player. And I think the reason why we're talking about this is the adventure in Lyon is a real yeah. is a real turning point for her in that she doesn't just become a very good player. She becomes one of the best players in the world by playing for Lyon. Now, give you a bit of background. Lyon Feminine are uh, obviously one of the best teams in Europe, if not the best team in Europe. In fact, before Lucy Bronze joined, they'd won two Champions League in a row. Yeah. They'd, yeah. Won, they'd won 11 previous French titles, so they're dominant at home and abroad. So Lucy Bronze has left Man City, a club on the up with, with a lot of resources. There's not many clubs she could have left to go somewhere better, arguably. And she's gone to Lyon to train day in, day out with world-class players and to win Champions Leagues and do well in Europe and this is why it's such a good adventure because some people might crumble under such pressure but I think it's a sign of her mental toughness which she's had throughout her career that she absolutely relishes it and what happens is essentially the first season they win the league in Champions League second season they win the league in Champions League third season they win the Champions <laughs> League and fucking hell so when's that? That's 2017 2017 to, to 2020 but what makes this an adventure worth highlighting and is, is the personal progression. Because trophies are obviously important and, and, of course, she wants to win all the time. But in 2018, she was shortlisted for the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. In 2019, she's a runner-up. Yeah. <clears throat> in 2020, they don't do a Ballon d'Or because of COVID, even though there's been a lot of football, which is strange. Ooh. Strange. However, that year, off the back of a treble for Lyon and performing brilliantly for England as she always does she wins FIFA Women's Player of the Year get in uh, not many obviously right backs have won that male or female so no. goes to show in the level of talent and the level of ability she has so it's such an, an amazing adventure she says the reason she became much or she became even better than she was because she obviously had the talent is her mentality has always been strong but she's training day in day out and she's training with captains of international teams yeah. she's training against the best left winger in the world yeah and sometimes when they swap she's playing against the, the best right wing in the world and she says that brings out constant improvement and demand the beautiful thing about this is though alongside that personal progression and alongside that development that she's got it's also at the same time that the england team are becoming even better and she's yep. becoming an integral an integral part of that and and i think she's shown that you can go out of your comfort zone and you can go and succeed and you can improve as a player and bring that back to England. And I think um, I think the thing with Lucy Bronze is what she does is she she's basically the poster girl for the rise in professionalism of the 100%. game or, or yeah. one of them because, you know, we're not long ago when they're playing on <coughs> sh shit pitches. Oh, yeah. Awful pitches, crap kits, fucking all of it. And the game has gone like that, more money into it. Look, there's still a long way to go. We all know that. But her progression has gone like that as mm. well. And I remember the first time I saw Lucy Bronze play. And you, you, you shouldn't compare 
But for anyone who hasn't seen her play, the the right back she reminded me most of in playing style is Cafu. Mm. Yes, just the tr- Cafu's nickname was the train, right, or the yeah, locomotive, yeah. or whatever, up and down and up and down, and then very skilled on the ball and capable of of, of doing a bit of everything. And every time I watch her play, I'm just like, oh, my fucking god, you're not getting a you're not getting any change out of that. And I think the mistake she made against Spain yeah. in the World <laughs> Cup, where there was three or four more mistakes after that. 100%. Exactly. But yeah, because yeah, of her yeah. level of consistency and her mm. ability, everyone put it on the first mistake, yeah, which yeah. was her losing the ball in midfield. Yeah, and yeah. Then, But it was like, hang on a minute, it went there, then there, then there. Yeah, there, there was a lot to happen. Post-up. And I think it's just because of her level of consistency. And the, another thing I like about the women's game is the way that it's a lot more fluid in terms of people leaving um, them mm. leaving British clubs, yes. English clubs, and, and going abroad. In her third season, she's joined by Nikita Paris and Alex Greenwood, yeah. who've come over. Yeah. Um, so she sets a standard, <clears throat> and she mentions it herself that going to a foreign club, getting out of your comfort zone, is is only going to improve you as a person, but also as a player and playing against. You know, again, the WSL is get stronger and stronger every year. But even if you go back five years, it's nowhere near as strong as it is now. You know. I um I saw her play in Lyon mm. in the Women's World Cup semi final. Oh wow! Um, 20- at, and 19. in twenty nineteen, yeah. yeah, when she, she was playing for Lyon as a club, and she reminded me like you've just said, Cafu, because of the way like a train up and down. She reminded me of Kyle Walker quite a lot. Mm. Like carries the ball so brilliantly, those big strides. Um, and it was also around that, like I realised. But you that, could trust her to go into a pub without jumping on a table and dropping her trousers. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Um, you never know (laughs) but it was around that time as well that England had that sort of England men's team had that sort of big glut of right backs Mm. coming into the team who were all brilliant so watching her I was like you're also a crop of this modern right back in this sort of contemporary game where you're expected to do more than than, than be a right a traditional mm. right back, let's say. And I realised that she could have played anywhere on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's why I think about it. Watching she, the game, she could have played anywhere. I, I first became aware of her when I was working. I was doing the socials for the for Five Live for the Women's World Cup in 2019. And that yeah. was my first proper indoctrination into women's football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember it always stuck out for me at the time because Phil Neville was the manager, wasn't he? Yeah. And he said, she's the best fullback in the world arguably the best fullback he's ever seen mm. like in men's or women's sport and I was working on the game where she scored that I think it got goal of the tournament yeah. the absolute belter against Norway from the edge of the box yep. where she and I, I, I you know you can compare to to men's players of, as we have Cafu and Carl Walker I was actually going to say Ashley Cole in that she had the equal ability to defend, defend an attack yeah, yeah, she was yeah. both old school and modern at yeah, the same yeah. time her career progression has matched the progression of football in, uh, women's football in England and yeah. women, the Lionesses. But she doesn't stop there. She went back to Man City. That didn't quite work out as well as she'd hoped. And now she's at Barcelona. Arguably, the, a team as good as Lyon. They've won the Champions League now, rec- most recently. And that's where Lucy Bronze won it. You know, she is, even, uh, I think she's... I'm playing in front even of huge that, crowds. At, at the, front of that, and and at that age, she has still got the hunger and desire. And I think Owen touched on what happened during the World Cup. That was one of... Football can be a frigging cruel business. Yeah. And the oh, fact yeah. that she... And she knows that there was a lot going on. But you could see that she was the most... And that was the one thing she hasn't won. She's won the Euros. She's won Champions League. She's won leagues in other countries. She's won the WSL. Would have been lovely. And who's to say she... She, the composure and professionalism that she's got, she would still match. How old is she now? She's 32, isn't she? So oh, she's got, a, yeah, 
She's going to be around still, I reckon. Yeah, but, but when you get to the final and that happens, you are thinking that might be my chance gone. But she's also, yeah. and again, just check out some of the interviews she does. She's she wears a heart on her sleeve, and I don't. She doesn't mess about. And she was born, as she says, just just south of the Scottish border. Yeah, well, she, she grew up just south of the Scottish border. She played football. She learned football by playing with her brother. Uh, who who was always you know telling you know competing against each other and she just has that desire to win. She went out and played in America and North Carolina as well. The Tar Heels. Yeah, the Tar Heels. My, my favorite, um, just an amazing, yeah. an amazing name for a um, a college team, isn't it? The yeah, North yeah. Carolina the tar. tar Heels. Yeah. Mia Hamm played for them. Yeah, Alessia Russo and Lottie Vuban Moy have, have played for there. The North Carolina Tar Heels. And she, even that <laughs> was even that was because loads of um, her teammates that she had played at English or played with in the the youngster levels, they all got selected by the FA for some for some co full time coaching at Loughborough, as well as, and she just went well. She didn't get selected. It was only eight or nine players that did, so it wasn't like the you know she only just missed out. But she went sod it. I'm just going to go to America and learn from the best. She came back because England said to her, "If you carry on playing for North Carolina, you won't be selected." Really? Which is, you know, not like the FA to be short-sighted. <laughs> which is insane, you know. You're developing as a footballer as good as you can, and so she came. And again, strength of character, will, determination to succeed. She came back and and then played for Everton. Everton, Liverpool, Man City, yeah. Leon, Barcelona. Yeah, and she came. Well, she came back to Man City from Leon in between Barcelona as well. Second spell at City, but. I love Manchester and I also love Liverpool, but I would potentially also swap them for Lyon and Barcelona. Yeah, 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 true. And uh, she, <laughs> her social media as well, you look at, she's having a great time. She did a great collaboration with our football as well. Yeah. And she did some great work with Faudis as well. She, she's reluctant, she said, she was, I was initially reluctant to do media things and stuff like that, but off the pitch as well. We will. Rem she will go down, not just as a great player, but as yeah. someone who was really at the forefront of when the women's football changed. And if for she's the one for me, yeah, yeah, she's I, the one I, who I. I don't know. think I've seen her play a bad game for all the England games I've taken. Over. 116 caps in 10 years. Well, you don't get you don't have teams like Leon and Barcelona no, no, you if no. you're not the best right back in the world yeah, exactly. because they're looking for someone to who's on that level. Exactly. And she also brings something else, which is a dynamism, which I don't think you necessarily see. Yeah. Or they, you know, I've, I've never seen a player as dynamic as her in the. No. fullback positions in the women's game. No. Check her out. Yeah, well, I've also written about her weightlifting technique in the uh, current Hello. issue of Rundown Magazine, actually. Yeah. Which uh, you might have missed her middle name being tough because that could have been used. Oh. Yeah, well, I didn't do my bloody research. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. A dream football I am manager. Lucia Roberta <laughs> Tough Bronze. Yeah, yeah. Leader of the Armies <laughs> of the North. Exactly. And exactly. I'm James Paul Christian Berg. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to smite me. <laughs> it's dark in the evening, it's dark in the mornings, and the world is pretty miserable. What you need in your life is more joy. And issue 28 of Mundial Magazine is celebrating the joy of attacks. The three R's, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho and Rivaldo. We've got Romario, Stoichkov, Steve Bull, Statman Dave off the radio, he's in it. He's talking about Ronaldo, Rooney and Tevez. And Seb talking about a couple of Yeovil players nobody else can remember the name of. You wouldn't have it any other way. Go to mundialmag.com now to subscribe or find out more. One hundred and one things to do in football before you die. This week is me and Seb's flag one recently has set the standard for this. Um, so I'm not going to try and go head to head with it. 
Um, I'm instead going to talk about the merits of having a kickabout. And by having a kickabout, I mean a completely unstructured, unorganised game of football. Because I briefly did it in the garden recently. Very, 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 very briefly. And... And it's just like just passing it back and forth and chatting. And we didn't have a goal and we didn't end up like doing all that. But then I started to think all my all the football I learned was because of kickabouts. Yeah. And all my best times, even when I was like 15, 16, still playing like Wembley doubles and Wembley singles on the park and just playing for hours and hours and hours. And and then going on holiday and meeting kids from other places. They didn't call it Wembley. They called it World Cup. Yeah. And and like some, you know, and whatever. There was different names for it. But. So what we're talking about here isn't where you've belled all your mates up and said we're going to play five on five. It's a natural coming together, an unstructured game. Yeah, and it might turn into a five v five. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. just everyone's on the park at the same time. Yeah. We used to go over the park, the park behind my house, and kids don't do it as much these days because of you know because society's changed, right? But. Mm. There would be sprawling twenty-a-side games, and the eldest player could be sixteen, and the youngest eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the what, captain on one of the teams would have been could have been Simon Northwood or Northie, as he was known, who looked like he was in Guns and Roses with pink hair, <laughs> and was lead singer in a band at the time called the Alley Cats, um, and would be drinking cider while I'd be eleven and just coming out after me tea and not yet drinking cider or smoking fags or having pink hair, which all came later. <laughs> But just the unstructured side of it and the sliding in dog shit and the glass and the fucking no one wearing matching kits and it didn't matter. No. It just didn't matter. And like you you just, you know, and sure, we should have a game of heads and volleys now if there's three of you. Yeah, yeah, fuck <sighs> it, why not? Next goal in and stuff like that. And I just think there's there's so much lost with not doing that. And I just, I know it sounds a bit fucking jumpers for goalpost from the fast show. And I suppose it is a little bit of that, but it's only fine. because. But I think that's okay. Yeah, of course it mm. is. Only because I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I love just like turning up and going, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll play here. Just the joy of just like, should we have a game? Yeah. And I reckon that still happens more and more around the world than it does in in this country, where it's become um, overly structured, I think, at times. Yeah. yeah. I saw one in, you know, I was recently in Stockholm, and I saw one, I, t- I just took a picture of it. It's just like one adult and five kids, and they're all just, there was no structure at all. It was just complete chaos. <laughs> <clears throat> Annoyingly, like two of the kids were wearing city shirts, as is becoming more and more common around Europe because they're now they're now the team. But yeah, yeah. I just sat. Yeah, biggest I, club at Manchester's I, team now, aren't they? I know, really? I know, I know. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Oil money. <laughs> Look at him. What about you, Seb? Yeah, I used to do it all the time with my dad. And in fact, I found a picture the other day of we had literally just got back from the field across. It's an amazing photo. This the best bit about we'd always take the dogs with us, and sometimes we'd just <laughs> bring in crosses, and the dogs would just go over and nut them in. It would be fucking. Like, <laughs> Like properly, yeah. We'd we'd have we'd take a ball, two dogs, to a, a, the field literally across the York away, and Cole and your Beckham, and it was fingering them in. We'd be there for hours, and then we came back, and we were just covered in mud and covered in, yeah. And I've tried to do it recently, actually. Well, since Ava's got into football, I've tried to go over the field and stuff like that. But even then, there's still a structure to it. It's like, should we practice our passing? Yeah, yes. yeah. So and I want to do that because, yeah, exactly. And I want to do that because I want to make her a better player. But also, I'm like. We'd just be wearing our fucking trainers, jeans, and I wouldn't give a fuck. Whatever, yeah. yeah. It Whereas just I was like, I've got matter. to go and get me boots because I want to do it properly. And I'm like, it just does. It it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't but, matter, should but it? But it does. And that, but yeah, when I read this and I saw this in the script, I was like, do you know what? 
I'm going to have to go and do that this weekend because, you know, yeah. especially when it's nice and muddy as well. I want to do some long passes yeah, yeah. with my brother. Oh, I like, long just, passes. Just like yeah, pretend yeah. to be Paul Skulls. That's what I want to we do. We used to do it over like the Islington Mill in Manchester in Ancoats. We, we did it last summer, like had a barbecue and then the tram lines in between and you go about 40 yards oh. and like wait for the trams to pass. And sometimes when they do are passing, try and ping it over to each other. Oh, yeah. This is in my 30s, but, you know. Oh, I'd love that, honestly. It's great. A long, yeah. a long past. You haven't got to pay for the pitch. You haven't got to turn up at a certain time. You just, it just happens, doesn't it? You haven't got to play with some fucking twat you don't exactly. like. Yeah. Also, now as well, there's, there's obviously been, again, this is a bit jump as a goalpost, but it's a fact. There are less and less places to go and be able to do that. It's true. Which That's is a true. real, you know. Well, they're building flats where we, well, have, where we have that kickabout. They yeah. They're building flats now. We are part of the generation who could could still do that, who, who, yeah. who were of an age. Sneak under a fence. You, you'd be stuck. Yeah, yeah. Again, you won't be able to, I don't imagine you'd be able to do that in most places. I think I think my first memories of kickabouts was the first house that we lived in until we were 10. It was like a terraced or semi-detached house on like a driveway that came off the main road and there were like four just like two-bedroom houses, one next to Are we talking there. the mattress here? Yeah, yeah, Amazing. Yeah. This not, is a great story. It's not a mat... Yeah, we are, it's the same story. So we had one of those red Argos goals that were quite square. Yeah. I think they were like 20 quid, metal posts yeah. and white netting. And I we had one. that and we kept it just by the side of the house. So me and my brother, when we got home from school, we'd bring the goalpost out and then on the tiny, like I'm talking as big as this studio, our front garden was, and there was a tree just in front of it and that tree was like the wall. So you'd have one of us in goal and then we'd try and curve the ball around. But the problem was because the, the, the goal net was on the pavement that we'd scratch our knees and my, my, dad, my dad worked at a special needs school for 30 years mm. and he noticed that we were scratching our knees and it wasn't good for diving. And he just came home one afternoon and he had one of those gym mats. A crash like, mat. Oh, like a, the blue yes. ones. Yeah, the blue yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. A couple of like, inches. A couple of inches, yeah, yeah, spongy. Yeah. So now we used to oh. pull the goal out, roll oh. roll the mat out and then be able to dive and, and, and make our saves. We also, there was a field just down the road from that in the middle of like the estate where everyone played. And we always, me and my brother, we'd practice on there and then go play with like the bigger kids and stuff. For a couple, it probably only lasted a couple of days, but in my head it was like seasons and seasons and seasons. <laughs> yeah. We wrote down teams and you could transfer. Yeah. I think I sold my brother for 50p <laughs> yeah. to the other team. That is amazing. I've not heard of that before, generally. The, the other team's captain was this kid called Skullhead. Skullhead. Oh, Skullhead, Skullhead yeah. <laughs> I mean, where this where this led to for for us is it led to something structured, and it, I I don't know if this is part of the same story, but maybe it should be in that, like we all used to we used to play on the tennis courts as well because we couldn't afford the Astro at the time. We were sort of fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, different ages, a few of us, and like probably alternative would alternative kids be the right way of looking at it at the time? Like yeah. but then there was an astroturf there mm. with lights and the old school concrete tennis courts were next to it. Mm. So we just go and play our games on the tennis courts, sometimes with the net still up and just have to play round. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the light from the astroturf <laughs> would be there. But yeah, in yeah. the end, we formed a, a, a team out of that for the local youth club oh, and yeah. played about eight games oh, in, nice. in, in fantasy shirts. We bought the kits and we all had fantasy names on the back. I had Maradona, Fast. the youth worker had Beckenbauer, God. we had Best, we had Cruyff, we had everything. And we, oh. Is that the youth worker you've told us about yeah, before? We entered the local Sunday Cup and we ended up playing the Holyhead, who were one of the really good pub teams. We only lost to them 2-1 and we, we shouldn't have had the right to do it, but we nearly fucking beat him. It was oh. so fucking... 
Like, it was so close as well. But none of that would have happened without us just playing. Just messing. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of hours. And like, it's difficult. Like what you said there, Seb, it's like, how do you recreate play when really Ava's going to want to work on her left foot and stuff like that? Mm. But it's, you got to try and get inventive with it. What I still love doing is if I go onto a pitch anywhere with anyone, I like volleying it up in the end going, as you touch. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. my favourite thing to do, as you touch, yeah. because you can practice that for hours because there's no satisfaction, I don't think. <laughs> Did anyone see that clip of Ronaldinho the other day? Yes. Which is doing the rounds again. He's playing in yet another celebrity game. Yeah. And he kills this ball coming out oh, of yeah. the sky with, and there's no better feeling than that when you mm. kill it and it oh. just stops dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, and there's, yeah. And the, but the feeling when so, you either miss it completely and it just bounces past or hits your foot and runs off is really frustrating. So you work at it. And yeah, I think yeah. with, with, with Ava, just start at a normal height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To do as you touch and then progress and get higher and higher because like, that's as important as any pass right foot, pass left foot. And that's the type of it thing you'd have to do. What, what did Cantona used to do? And Berbatov, they both used Cantona to say... Cantona used they, to they dive so, into the crowd, I, mate. <laughs> the animal. Yeah. <laughs> but Cantona and Berbatov say the best thing to practice... Right and left foot against the wall. I was going to talk yeah. about Berbatov actually. For let's let's I, have him now. His I was going to talk about him for my ins. His fucking Instagram feed. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's either him dressed like Count Dracula, amazing, or showing off his technique yeah, yeah, yeah. against that wall yeah, he's got built wall. in his house. Yeah, yeah. Have you not seen it? Oh, I've not seen it. Oh, it's him. superb. He's in fantastic superb. nick. Oh. He's still got the glint in his eye. Has he? He looks like a cage oh. fighter, just in some little shorts. Oh, fantastic oh. nick. I still do that with Dan on a Saturday morning. I'd, we'll just text each other at nine o'clock and say, do you want to have a kick about it? Smithers. Yeah, yeah, we'll just go down oh, to the field at Millfields, which is actually where Clapton's original ground was, oh, Millfields Park. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bef then it got turned into a greyhound track. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're listening, just tell us the places you tell us the places you went to and tell us the games you used to play and, and tell us ways Seb can make it um, unstructured fun. Yeah, yeah, that, it's a good point. Yeah, he's got to invent shit. Take yeah. bins and well, things like that. This is the reason Wayne right. Rooney's Street Striker oh, is my right. favorite ever TV program. Fucking hell! Yeah, yeah, yeah. they used to drop it Off from, the, from the thing so they and on the knees, touch. Yeah. bounce, turn into the, the skip. Yes, fuck. Firing it at the at the at the fucking. It was good at the it's tires. Really good, wasn't it? Wayne Rooney's Striker. We've pitched it to about three different clients, haven't we? Yeah. To re, to re to redo Street it's Striker. Amazing. Yeah. No one's with Rooney. No, just with, with, with anyone. With anyone. With James Bird. With me and Birdo. <laughs> Ideally, with me and Birdo doing it, yeah. And fucking arguing about it all the way through. You've cheated. you fucking cheated. Yes. Seb Afford to referee. I'd like, yeah. Why are they both crying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We support this. We support this. We support this now. We support this. We support this now. Yeah. Ruined. James Bird. Yeah. Okay, we support these now, and this week I am supporting the latest issue of Mundial Magazine, issue 28, in your area, in your ears, 
In James's hand. In James's hand. Look at that. Get it through your doorstep. Look at that. A fucking gloom busting yellow. The antidote to winter. Yes. Oh, the absolute antidote. Is what what I'm hearing on the the airwaves. (laughs) Brazil, Brazil. Brazil. Is that Lucio going through that? Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, issue 28. Do you want me to hold it so you can talk? Out. Yeah, I'd love you to hold it on. Is now out. Again. And um, <laughs> I thought I'd talk a little bit. I thought I'd talk a little bit. Yeah, what's in the These front section? What's, what's in the front section, James? Okay, issue 28. In the front section, a couple of my favourite things. There's a lovely column by... Uh, Assad Raza, as we live and breathe, as yeah. about footballers as snacks. <laughs> it's, it's very good. I don't, other than, I think, other than the front cover and Owen's gym piece, I don't know anything. You don't know what's in it. So I'm, I'm Edinson Cavani. I'm the listener. Biltong, tough, salty, chewy, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, of course, Biltong's in there. Eric Dia, a dry tortilla. The pantry's <laughs> empty. You're upset. It'll have to do. <laughs> So that's a really that's a really nice little list. We've also got there's a rundown of Patrick Vieira's ten red cards for Arsenal. That's great. Two of which, of course, uh, happened within 48 hours of each other. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed checking. Um, there's a brilliant story as part of our Sunday morning coming down column by uh, a colleague of ours, Matt O'Connor Simpson, which is about him being very, very, very hungover, playing centre-half, him taking down the striker as the last man and praying it was going to be a red and he only got given a yellow <laughs> and then was tormented for the rest of the game by a fan on the side of the pitch calling him Freddy because he had a moustache. Um, and then there's my favourite photo uh, in the front section, which is just Olivier Bierhoff on a bike whilst he was at Udinese, and Ooh. he looks so peaceful. Not he looks... showing you that because you uh, you need to spend some money. Yes. Um, the cover story, as you can see from the cover, features the three R's: Rivaldo, Ronaldo, and Ronaldinho. And now, not just those three R's, James. Which other ones? He wants he wants me to say Romance, Red Cards, Redemption. I do. Um, so the the cover feature is all about joyous attacks and how. Trios, strike partnerships, four pe- you know, your front four, how they can bring you joy. We've got Mike Gibbons, Mundial All Timer, uh, writing about three R's. They only started 13 games together, um, but I think he brings up some. Sport. Rivaldo, Ronaldinho, Ronaldo. Yeah, only 13. I'm guessing 13 a games. lot of them in the O2 World Cup. Well, yeah, you have to read it, won't you, Tommy? Seven or... Nah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but. I imagined it. What? what nah, what? nah, nah. Another time. <laughs> yeah, so it was a fucking stupid thing to say. What Mike does really well in that piece, and I think I think Seb likes this about this piece, is that he brings up a lot of stories that are outside of that World Cup as well. Yeah. There's also me, Owen, and Seb writing in that middle section about... The joy of bloody attacks. The joy is. of attacks. I interviewed my own father. I, I would say about Wolves. It's James interviewing his dad about football is lovely and it's everything Mundial should be. Is it gonna make me cry? Amen. My my dad It well. seems that quite a lot makes you cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the barometer is low. The yeah. barometer. A picture of Beerhoff on a bike will make. <laughs> yeah, so yes. You you'll be pissing tears for the whole hundred pages, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my I so I interviewed my dad about Wolves and about his life with Wolves. My dad cried. Yeah. 
Do you I ever see? Is he? A, is I'd he a never crier? seen him cry before. No, he burst into tears. He fuck up. You could get. Mm. It's a lovely, lovely piece. So elsewhere in that, um, in the features section, there's a really, really lovely story from Istanbul oh. by a photojournalist called Touche. She writes about sort it's of the really politics good. and family and what it's like to go home. Assad searching for JJ. So he speaks to a fan from four different stadiums in which they watch JJ Okocha do something that changed their life. <laughs> it's really, really, it's, really, really good. It's yeah. brilliant. And and he actually speaks to JJ himself <gasps> at the end, which is a lovely little Easter egg. Um, wow. Seb. Seb goes to Scotland yeah. to hang out with the Motherwell boys. One Motherwell of the boys. Pioneering sets of fans 100%. north of the border. Owen. You've mentioned this, but Owen goes benching with the ballers. He goes on the Can't old swall, on the old swall patrol. Can't wait for this. Um, there's some brilliant um, illustrations in it. The, the, the one that least looks like the person it's meant to be. Is this one. That <laughs> but he the, says this. Don't have me. But it's fucking great. <laughs> the tattoos are bang on. The tattoos are bang on. I, I'm having it. That um, is I, sick, I, though. That what? is so good. Grab your towel, fill up your bottle, and get stretching. It's time to head out on the old swole patrol. For the, can we describe it for the benefit of people not watching on YouTube and listening? Um, well, it's a picture of. <laughs> Owen oh, as a He-Man character. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a picture of me as a, as a He-Man slash Masters of the Universe style wrestler. Yes, um, Ultimate Warrior a little bit. But Ultimate Warrior, yeah. yeah. They've been very generous with the. Um, <laughs> All of the muscles, I would say, and the beard. Uh, the fringe is a bit off, but and the downstairs muscle. He's top big bulge there. No, I think I look. I... It looks like an action man down there. I look, yeah, look, I look, I look very smooth. Oh no, yeah. actually true. Yes, yes. Unless that's meant to be the width of my bell end, which is about right. To be honest, smooth like a Barbie, like a like a like a doodle bug, like a World yeah. War Two bomb. Um, oh, so but that's about me. Um, Sorry. I would say my favourite one in here, yep. if if you want to know, it's the fantasy gym personas of um, <laughs> footballers. Sol Campbell doesn't come much anymore on account of his love for country sports and voting conservative. <laughs> Will occasionally and randomly park Good. the Land Cruiser outside, walk in wearing his tweed jacket and knee-length riding boots and bang out a perfect round of military presses. <laughs> She's a farmer's daughter's Trev, he bellows into his headset on the way out. I'm not sure she understands the needs of the Sol Man. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got an illustration where he's not wearing riding boots or a tweed jacket but you know yeah. what artist's going to art artist's yeah, going to art that's, that's it really in the back section there's um, a it really doesn't cool stop there, does it? The a really cool a sort one. of uh, guide welcome to my city by um, a female grassroots team in Seoul called Nutty FC which great. is really fun uh, all about food and how the women's game in, in uh, South Korea is sort of expanded in recent years and how they've been at the forefront of it and then there's just there's a really silly but beautiful and funny and totally ridiculous photo story by a guy called Barley who got obsessed <gasps> with scarecrows and he Eric. went to the south of France made a load of scarecrows of six players doing iconic it's celebrations or saves or goals and he did fucking make them and he's written he's about how he them. made them it's incredible and he's, and he's like stupid. he's like he's like travelled to find like a hedge oh. that looks like the goal, like goalpost, so that the, the scarecrow fits. It's fucking great. He's got RVP doing the header against Spain in 2014. Yeah. It's absolutely sensational. I think it's like brilliant. we're going to say the magazine is good, but like the, the, there's a there's a piece on like a, a localized Afcon tournament in Paris as well. I mean, yeah. we've been 
Like the cover feature would say, yes, it's a nostalgia heavy mag, but it's not. I would say no. 20% of it is probably nostalgia and the rest is very sort of now and next. Like we've been all around the world again to bring a magazine back um, to England, really. And um, it's joyous. If you think you know everything about the three R's, you don't. Absolutely. Um, That's another thing. That, but, there's two or three things in there which frame the World Cup about famous games they played in that I didn't know about. Yeah. No. That Gibbo are best. tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. You'll get something different out of every article, which I think is really good. And also, if for nothing else, and you know, I don't want to give too much away, but hey. you, get, you get a full page picture of the lad. Also, shout out to Sophie for constructing an AI leg of my right leg yeah, there. Yeah, they are getting you're getting stuff behind the scenes here. It's a tenner. And if you look, I understand people can't necessarily afford it and if you can't, but when I see people going, ten quid for a magazine, I think, fucking hell. Two pints. Not even two pints in London. Not even pint two and a half. Pints. Pint and a half in London, in Soho. But not even that. I see some of the shoes people spend money on. Fucking yeah. <laughs> shit ones as well. Not even good ones. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. My mum gives it to the blokes at AA. Yeah. She lends it out to the lads at AA who are into football. The AA, my favourite emergency service. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> hell. I didn't know that's what she did. <laughs> out there in the wagon. Oh, Haul, Haul, hauling oh. Volkswagen Golfs down the N6. Yes. Hi, mum. I the know you listen to the podcast. The handbrake now. is fucked. <laughs> Shit. Cunt. Is that what they, is that... She lends the magazine to blokes at AA. Without... Yes, that is a that is lovely to hear. That's yeah. a nice thing. And those are the little things that that's what makes it worth doing. Yeah, shit like that. Yeah, things carry on like they are. I might need to start going soon. Um, <laughs> You're great for two years. Me and Owen, me and Owen have done this raw dog. This is part of the show. You should say because if you don't buy it, we won't be sat here recording the podcast in six months. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's true. There's al there's always the threat of that. I've just bought. <laughs> to be honest, I've just bought a house. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, 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 there's always the threat of that, and like. <laughs> I'm not sure we're fit for purpose anymore either. I'm not sure anyone else would take us. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> We'd need your mum to fucking scrap us. <laughs> ins and outs, outs and ins. James Bird. A, a variation on a theme, yeah. I would say. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> well, I like playing football. Yep. I like talking about it. Yep. And my in this week is changing position as you get older. I played for a team recently that I hadn't played in for a long time because the last couple of times I played for them, I was off the pace and didn't feel like I was good enough for that league. I went and played for them last night, started up front, won a penalty after five minutes against a very, very strong You're team. Up played, mm. played up front wow. on my own. We went 2-0 up. They then scored three goals in about five second half minutes. We equalised, and with about a minute and a half to go, ball up to me, hold it up, pass it onto the winger, move across to the wing. He runs, he runs inside, and I've got the ball sort of 25 yards out. He's running through to goal. There's four defenders running back, a goalkeeper advancing. The ball's got to be perfect. Played it through. He chops inside. Bang, we win 4-3. Did you score? Oh. No, I didn't score. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I didn't, even, I didn't even have a shot. Well, that's all right. That's yeah, right. oh, it was full force nine. Yeah, full yeah, yeah, nine, yeah. Probably. And I, um, by our yeah. very, very talented centre midfielder, Spanish centre midfielder, Lewis, I actually got asked to uh, go to one of his training sessions yeah. and uh, to try out for his Saturday team as a striker. It'd be funny if you turned up and he, if he was a coach and he was there coming and come on you, I've seen you shoot, and he was just trying to charge you to... Well, <laughs> 
I th- I'm a bit worried about going to a training session to be assessed about whether I'm good enough to play for a Saturday team. Do but it. Just do it. Why not? If nothing else, you've because got a story it... to tell on the podcast. No, but you've seen the pressure. We'll have to go with him. I know, yeah. I imagine. Saturday, though. Not even Sunday. Saturday, Saturday team. Do you yeah. want me to come? Because I, I think, you know, you stick one over the bar early and you're going to melt. I'll just be there. Come on, Jim. Come on, mate. Believe in yourself. <laughs> we believe in you. You're better than that. Come on. Sometimes I think you can I, do it, Jimmy. I have to do this to him when he's writing sometimes. But uh, no, it's all right. Mate. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Believe in yourself. <laughs> believe in yourself as much as we believe in you. Picking up the ball in front of a load of Spanish strangers and just going, I hate you. <laughs> Is he all right, that little lad? That you can't change what's gone. Focus on the next. Yeah. Focus on the positive. Come on, James. Why has he got his hair tied up like that? It's in. I would suggest you go further back as you get older rather than further forward. But um, you, get, you get rest periods up there, though. Seb. This is this, this seems like something you shouldn't do. My in for this week is standing very close to the sound man at gigs. You've got tinnitus, tinnitus. I, I know, but you get, but that's even more reason to do it because you get the best quality of sound there. Can I ask, do you wear earplugs no, when you go to gigs? No, don't do any of that shit, mate. Jesus <laughs> Christ, what's the point? Honestly, I, my, it's very funny, see, my actually. ears are <laughs> fucked anyway from standing too close to big speakers at indie yeah. nights or gigs. Uh-huh. Went to a gig recently and I'm too tall, so I don't like to stand near the front because I'm always pissing people off and there's Aww. always someone in my ear going, I'm always stood behind the tall person at gigs. <laughs> so I, I try and make a beeline to stand near the sound. Do you but... know what you should do? Turn around and say, Well, I'm always stood in front of maggots like you. Yeah. <laughs> This is true. That Baritan, is true, actually. Baby. Oh, I'm going to have to use that. That's good. Maybe but don't say maggots. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shrimps. Uh, it's, yeah, well, you get the you get the best sound because, that, you know, the reason, yeah, you the, the, sound, you do. the sound man is there for a reason. You do. That's his, that's the best spot for him. So, it's in. It seems to have made you happy and that's something um, we should try and do more. So, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll talk about mine very quickly. I was in Miami recently. This <sighs> first time I, uh, Miami Strong was the, was a gym I enrolled in for the week and, I saw things in that gym, both male and female, physical specimens that I will oh, never yeah. be able to erase from my mind. And it has both made me think, fucking hell, how can they be asked? And also, I'm going to have to go up a gear. Yeah. I, you, oh. yeah, I don't... Is that feeling more prevalent than the other, than the how can they be asked one? I, I, I'd say from knowing you. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah. But I'm just not sure I can get an ass like that, no matter how many squats I do. <laughs> what are we talking they were just incredible specimens of people, male and female, all of them. I, like, just like, fucking hell. Not, and you don't see people, and excuse my ignorance, you don't see people of that ilk in the one in Kent. Oh, no, it's different gravy. It's like there. different, like completely different. It's yeah. a different, it's a different place, isn't it, the US? And, and Miami being warm all the time. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, just big asses, big arms. Oh. Just like, fucking hell, mate. <laughs> Yeah, all the machinery was better. Everything was nicer. Everything was nicer. Oh, there you go. Well, I'd say it's in. Sounds like an in. I'm in. I'm in. If nothing else. Yeah, if nothing else. If no one else is. In. Tommy. Uh, Mine is playing football again. So (sighs) the last time I played football, uh, I either bruised or did something to my ribs, which nearly broke, which was with you guys at the ACAS tournament. Um, But I played in goal. You are? You did play well. I did play well. So it was worth it. But I became a goalkeeper only through injury. And my aim was to start playing football again out of goal because that's where I played my whole life before I got injured in my mid-20s. And I've been playing for a few weeks now, and it's mixed gender. It's girls and boys. Um, big up Megabeth. That's her name. That's what we call her. She organises the team, and it is just. I'm so happy playing again. I'm like, I can't sleep. Well, I don't sleep much anyway. But the adrenaline afterwards, and mm. my my set my second or third game back, 
about two minutes into the game, I got the ball at the back and there was players coming towards me, saw a run round the back and just played one of those through balls that just exactly... A bit like mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly into their path and they finished it. And But it was one of those moments, you know, when everyone goes like... Or like... Yeah. Like everyone goes, fair play. And I was like, yes, I'm back. That's really good. And, th and this is me now. Every Tuesday night. Great. In. Sounds like an in to me. Yeah. Uh, in. James Bird outs... Spending 25 quid a fucking day on absolutely fucking nothing. Welcome to Soho. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, unnecessarily getting a coffee on the way in. And then yes. at lunch, spending £10 on like chicken and rice done badly. Uh, and then maybe having a pint after work and then getting the train back <laughs> and then getting some chewing gum on the way and suddenly you've spent 25, 30, 35 pounds on every day nothing yeah. and work is costing you 150 pounds a week. Yeah. Well, if, Imagine. if you live in Kent, double it. Yeah. Mm. So I'm going to... The cost of living, man. Like, I oh. don't know how they can justify it. If I, if I want to get into London before 9.30, the train ticket without a tube on it is 45 fucking quid. And how long does yeah. it take? At one hour. And if I park the car, that's £10.60 as well. So that's £56 yeah. before I've even th thought about imbibing anything. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it, yeah. So I'm going to go... I need I'm, a coffee then to get over the bugger in I've just taken. <laughs> and I'm going to start cycling into work again so it doesn't cost £8 there and back. We'll take you three hours on that small bike though. <laughs> <laughs> that one got nicked, you cunt. Oh, <laughs> did it? Have you got a new bike now? No. Oh no! Yeah. Out. Um, I'm going to do mine quickly. Do you think that I'm yeah. going to do a continuation of my Miami one quickly, which is tropical storms now. Oh. When I found out I was going to Miami, I was like, "Oh fucking hell, great! A bit of sun, right?" You know, I I quite like cold weather. I like walking the dogs in cold weather. Like I'm not against it. I, I like I, you know, not I'm not mental. I don't like fucking torrential rain and misery. Mm. But I like I, I'm all right in the winter. But I also like the fucking sun. Like any sane person, I was like, "Oh yes." It was a fucking three-day storm for the three of the four days I was there. I got one hour's sun on the last morning, basically. And that's <sighs> fine. I had a walk around the park. That was lovely. But I left Miami strong. Uh, couldn't get an Uber because the streets were flooded. So I had to walk back to my hotel, which is about 10 minutes. Fucking hell. It felt like being an apocalyptic. There was palm trees coming down. <sighs> Blimey. Like, Look how clean these trainers are. They got cleaned by storm water. <laughs> I was just in it up to my ankles. Oh, natural. Hopping. I had to go into a fucking supermarket just for a breather from the <laughs> conditions. <laughs> Were, were the people on the streets or was it just you? There was some of the people on the streets, including, and I couldn't <laughs> believe this, just some bloke with his three-year-old daughter on his shoulders. And I was like, I was jumping through fucking puddles and he's just walking. I thought, what, what's fucking wrong with he's you? He's used to it, man. Could be a storm chaser. Tommy! Getting kicked in the bollocks at football. <laughs> so, oh. uh, like, square. You know when you get one square in the bollocks and it makes that sound? By a ball? Did you call a man? By a ball. Did so you call it, a Man City fan a cunt again? No, no, no. I think she, well, it was Kizzy, uh, alas, from the other team. And uh, we were kind of going in from 50-50 and we were about a yard apart and she just she just booted the ball and it just like, I was down for four minutes, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nearly being sick. Uh, so that was, even though I spoke before about the joy of being back to football, that was a rude fucking awakening. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. I've not had that feeling in a long time. Kicked and in the bollocks. I haven't had that for a long time. It's horrible. No, let's move on. I don't want yeah, to. yeah, let's <laughs> Seb. Brompton Bikes. Oh, fuck me. I Bring it on, baby. I've got time I for cannot get over how stupid they are. They're fucking rubbish. They're supposed to be... So what are they? They're foldable, they're foldable bikes that foldable cunts bikes. They seem... 
they seem to be so much hassle, much more hassle than they're worth. They're supposed to be so you can take your bike onto the train right, and right, stuff right. like that. Yeah. They're still fucking massive on a, on a rush hour train. So that, that doesn't answer that question. Especially when there's 20 of them in yeah. a carriage. And then when you're trying to get off, especially, yeah, exactly, especially where my neck of the woods, there's all sorts of fucking Brompton bikes. Then when you get there, you've got to set it all up and make it like road safe. I just and that they're doing it off the platform, so you can't even get off the platform because they're fuck. Yeah, then it's like because in in people's heads, you know, what it's like when you're on the move, you want to be on the move. It's like they're the transformers, like oh. fucking Optimus Prime. They're coming off the. Yeah. To then take that, to then take that. The wheels are tiny. It doesn't look much fun to ride. The wheel, it doesn't no, look like any bet. fun to ride. The wheels are tiny, so you're fucking seeing all these people like fucking hamsters on a wheel. Hamsters in, in Hampton. In, in. London traffic, which I don't think you should, arguably, you should take you take your life in your own hands anyway. Whatever happened to let people be people, Seb? I'll be honest. This this is just this is just someone's own lifestyle choice that they want to take a bike. It's impacting on others. Yeah. How's it impacting on you? Well, there's not enough room in the train for starters. That's not because of the bikes, is it? Yes. Have you ever? Yes. Had a, of, no, it's not. It's because of the poorly run train system. Arguably, there's a bit of both. Have you ever had a Brompton bike to the shin? It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking iron no, no, and it no, hurts. No. Yeah. Really hurts. They're hard metal, and it yeah, hurts. Yeah, yeah, and it hurts. Brompton bikes are fucking out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Although bike, there is a clip on the vi- on the internet bike. of a, a Brompton bike race in like in South oh. Korea or something like, and See, it does that look quite sick. funny. That <laughs> awesome. But that's different. That's that for fun. Awesome. Let Not... bikes be bikes. <laughs> we will fight each other in the studio. We will fight each other in the toilets. <laughs> And on the stairs. And on the stairs. Uh, And on the stairs and in the streets. We will chase each other around Soho, calling each other cunts, and we will break (laughs) down in tears together. This has been Reminding You Why You Love Football. We are Mundial. We have a new episode out now. James is doing something awful with Seb's computer. Recorded, as ever, at Spiritland um, by the magazine. Please rate and share this. We love seeing new reviews. We really we, we broke into the top 20 in football podcasts. Fucking yeah, In the UK. Yeah, and um, we've got to keep it there. Got to keep on trucking. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Thank you very much. We love you. Thank Bye. You. Reminding you why you love football is a Mundial and Football co-production. Produced by Tommy Stewart and Seb White, hosted by me, Owen Blackhurst, and recorded on the run.